This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the CBC Wisdom Hour number 139 for May 25th, 2021. I'm Steve Witchell in New Orleans. I'm Tony P in New Jersey. What's yes, happening? What's happening is <clears throat> I just woke up from a nap. That's why I'm all lazy and I'm wearing a hat again. Nice. But I kind of like it because it has the logo. Yes, it does. I like it. And it's uh, it keeps me from having to brush my hair. Some Cover Band Central swag. You can get some for you, your band, or both at CoverBandCentral.com. Right. Actually, let's put that up. Way to go, Tony. Of course. Way to kick off the show, Steve. Selling merch. Yes, except this hat is not available currently in the store. (laughs) (laughs) It's not. I have to update the store. There's a couple couple things available, but the hat is not one of them. What what is available, Steve? What can we purchase? I know there's a hard-earned co- cash. There's a coffee mug. There's some t-shirts. Um, I don't re- I don't because I I tried to revamp the whole thing a couple months ago. I started and then I just I forgot and then I just I just gave up on it. I don't know why. I was probably tired. Probably <laughs> not enough naps. <laughs> I need a cough button here. You do need Hang a cough on. button. There you go. Cough it up, Steve. Except you, along. except you can see me cough. You can. You <clears throat> need to be very more secretive than that. Right. All right. So anybody is watching right now live. like this, Steve. <clears throat> Sorry. There you go. Everybody's watching live right now. It will say live, so we are live. If you'd like to comment or question or um, something, click on the link in the description that lets StreamYard show your name so we know that you're not just a Facebook user. Joe Simpson said, no, a crutch, and I don't know what he's talking about because there is a delay from when we speak to when you hear us. It's like a 30-second delay. Hmm. So... We are you're we are time traveling or you are time traveling. So thirty seconds ago he got crutched from something. From something. I, I'm gonna guess it was from <clears throat> me wearing a hat. Oh no, you know what he's doing? He's answering the question in the description, which we haven't even talked about yet. Joe, this is an hour show, so we will get to that soon. <laughs> but we kind of try to ease in with Should, some We applaud your enthusiasm though, Joe. Some some witty banter. I like that. 
He's Steve's on. Uh, Stephen O'Rourke is in Mobile, and Stephen is a moderator in the Cover Band Central Facebook group. Welcome, Stephen. Welcome. <clears throat> and uh, I actually met him once out in Mobile when I was playing with a band called Level Up. That was Level like Up three years ago. I was kind of subbing for the band. I, I kind of remember that. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if we were Worcester Houring then. Maybe we were. Um, maybe, but I remember you tra taking the ride out to Mobile. Yeah, I used to do it <clears throat> a bunch of times. It was a long drive to go play for a hundred bucks. Matter of fact, was wasn't that the band that you had played a New Year's <laughs> Eve gig back in the the Bayou somewhere? No. <laughs> no. No. That was a completely different band, but amazing that you remember that. Oh, yeah. I have a great memory, Steve. All right. Great endorsement, because Steven said he remembers that night, and he said, you sounded great, meaning me. See that? So So I was great. <laughs> so he remembers that night because he played with you. No, he was. he's a bass player. He was there um, He because I was in his neck of the woods, and I... I, I I guess we were friends uh, either on Facebook or um, <clears throat> I think that was before he was a moderator. So he must have known me in the group. And I was, you know, I generally advertise my shows on Facebook. So I guess he just came out to say, you know, like, who's this, hey, who's this my... <clears throat> who's the cover of Ben Central guy? He's, he's here in this podunk he's bar in my in neighborhood. Yeah, let's go check it out. It, it was a podunk bar, and no offense to Mobile or anybody there. It was it was a lot of fun, but it was a you know bar with with a lot of cigarette smoking and um, the hard alcohol know, being drunken. A lot of alcohol and some bar foods Smoking. available. Maybe a pool table or two. I don't remember exactly. It's good stuff. Oh, okay, yes. Sorry, he corrected me. Stephen plays guitar, and he came to see me because I was in town, right? So there you go. So Facebook advertising, it works, people. When you're, <laughs> when you're playing, make sure you advertise that you're playing. Otherwise, people won't know to come and see you. Right, and if people do see you're playing, sometimes they'll come and see you. I've done it myself as a, uh, as a music fan. If, I've seen somebody, if I had nothing to do and I saw somebody is playing somewhere, I'll, I'll just go out by myself and go watch them. So, hey, if you live in New Jersey or New York or the tri-state area, come to the Tin Barn Brewery on Sunday, from 2 to 5. Come see the OC5 playing all the hits, baby. There you go. So people can go and see Tony B. from the, the CBC Wisdom Hour playing at the Tin Roof, the Tin Bar, the Tin <laughs> Cup. <laughs> the tin what was it? Barn Brewery. Tin Barn Brewery. There you go. Tin in what what what's what's it's in Sugarloaf, New York. Sugarloaf? Right Sugarloaf, New York, right Sugar outside Loaf. right outside of Warwick. Yep. It's a very eclectic, artsy little town. And uh these gentlemen bought the old historic auction hall and converted it into a brewery. So it's a giant building because it was an auction house and they made it into a brewery restaurant. For the all right, so the Tim Tin Drum Brewery. Tin Tin, tin Barn. Tin bar brewery and, and the shut silver the, cup restaurant <laughs> and, and shut the door, shut the door in New York. Out. 
Yeah, Sugarloaf, Sh- New, Sugar York. New York. It'll be like it's in Meatloaf, Connecticut, and I think the place is called like the Tin something or other. Rusty name. The Tin Man. Tin Man. Tin Man from Oz. He only had a horror. Yeah. Um, so outdoor gig, very cool venue. Oh, outdoors. Um, yeah, yeah, looking nice. forward to it. Yeah. yeah Two to five. Two to five. That is an unusual gig time. It's the afternoon on a Sunday. That's the pretty good right, time for people drinking beer in an outdoor beer garden. Right. Still two o'clock is an unusual starting time. Well, maybe it's one fifty-seven, and we're just rounding it up to two. Well, I, I mean, like noon would be a, a, a starting time. Yeah, I don't know if people are, are out uh, at noon on a Sunday drinking already. You know, maybe like two o'clock, like I think it's the afternoon. They try to ease them into, you know, the two to five. Oh, yeah, they are. They, they, if they have the opportunity, they will drink on a Sunday at noon. Come on. In Jersey or New York? Sugarloaf? Come on, Sugarloaf? Those people? Never know, Steve. <clears throat> they they wake up early. We're going to find out. I'm getting there at like 930 in the morning with my own beer, and I'm going to have an experiment. Free beer while I'm setting up and see who drinks how much. And I'll report back to you what? next week. No, you're not doing that. Yeah, we're going to see who who wants to drink at noon. All right. I wish you luck on that. The place is probably open at noon already, and there'll be people drinking, but the entertainment doesn't start until 2. Exactly. Those people at Sugarloaf, they yeah. wake up early, and they make their special bread, the Sugarloaf bread, and they all eat it for Sunday breakfast. They pass it around the table. They they. Put, Break off a, a, a piece, and then they pass that one piece around the table. Everybody takes a bite, the sugar loaf. Okay. And then they go and they drink beer. I like it. Uh, Let's see about moving there. Right. I don't know who the moderator is. Okay. Jarrett, look up. Uh, Who's calling me a values? dick? Herb, are you calling me a dick or Tony a dick? Can you clarify that, please? And 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 explain why? Because we're just goofballs. We're just goofing around. I'm not going to show the quote or the comment, but okay. Um, so cool. That's great uh, that you're playing. Cool. Glad you're enjoying us being dicks. <laughs> hey, whatever. I've been called worse. <laughs> Takes one to know one, right? <laughs> Don't yes. worry, brother. We'll say a prayer for those people who are unhappy in life. So yes. it's all good. I'm sorry. Sorry that you feel that. Sorry, to do that. It is, you know, <clears throat> right. Um, so cool. I- I'm excited that you're playing. I'm excited to hear about this gig next week. Yeah, it should be fun. It'll be cool. Be very and cool. and uh, I am. Yeah, I'm off Friday, Saturday this week, and I'm only playing Sunday night because our singer is away. And this was a planned weekend off. That's nice. Get a little hiatus. Yeah, yeah, and I'm excited about it. I- I'm because we've been working pretty solid for the last month. And after having a year off of not working, you know, just to kind of dive right back in and work, work, work. It's uh, it's cool to have a break. Cause so are, you, are you doing anything special, Steve, for your weekend off? No. I, well, I'm going to use this time to catch up on cover band central stuff that I've been kind of behind on and neglecting. And, and uh, yeah, it's important. Those, those extra two days are really going to help. But then we're working on Sunday. And then Tracy, my singer, is having a party on Monday um, at her house. So Memorial Day, cookout, outdoors, swim in the pool party. Cool. 
Yeah. So I'm um, excited about that. But I was speaking to Tracy and I got her a, um, it was her birthday Friday. Oh, the tablet. Yes. It was her birthday on Friday. So we played Friday night for her birthday and I got her a tablet and a, uh, a case for it and a, a clip for her mic stand. And it, not a big tablet. It's, you know, seven inch one, just entirely for the purposes of using it on stage for lyrics and for set lists so, or song lists. So, Did you get your ultimate clip yet in the mail? I didn't. No. Maybe I don't know if it's coming. ever coming. Maybe it's not coming, Steve. I don't know. I have to reach out to this guy and find have, out. You may have to call up and investigate that. You know? He never confirmed that he was sending it or that he sent it. He said he was going to, but he never confirmed it. So mm. I don't know. Maybe a likely story. That's one thing I have to catch up on because I haven't done the whole uh, affiliate thing for him yet. I haven't promoted his thing yet because I was waiting for that to come in so I could use it and I can show people, Hey, this is awesome. You know, take pictures, take a little video of it. Sure. And, uh, uh, I can't do it until I have it. So, but maybe I could still start advertising his stuff. Wish I could just hide this comment. Uh, maybe I can. <laughs> I'm going to oh, block user. I could block user. That's awesome. Yeah, I wouldn't care too much about it really. No, I know, but I have to keep reading it. It's like, no, it's still there, though. Yeah. All right. All right. I'm going to turn this off and put something more pleasant in my line of sight. Yeah. There we go. Until somebody else comments. Guys, uh, dicks. So <laughs> I wonder why. I tell you why. I, because I love it. I love in, it. in the group, I have to be the heavy in the Cover Band Central group. And I don't like having to do it. It's a pain in the ass to have to be dad, you know, uh, but I, I have certain guide guidelines that people need to follow in the group. And if, if they violate those guidelines, I have to take action. If but they act like children, you have to be dad. Yeah. But, but sometimes there's things that are a gray area. It's not really violating a guideline, but it's still causing issues. So the conversation was, and we could talk about it now, because um, this is our little show. And I'll get back to the whole tablet thing later. But <laughs> you can finish a tablet story. We can come back to this. No, no, this is because this we've gone dialogue. to this, and I think this is why this is causing this activity. <laughs> okay. Because I was I was definitely vilified this week for for taking some action. Um, but I'll tell you what it is. It's uh, somebody had put up a post saying um, something to, and this was a few days ago. Uh, it was over the weekend. So it was like Friday or Saturday um, saying that uh, some venue was requiring the band members to all be vaccinated in order to play the venue. Okay. And he asked the question, how many of you guys have run into this issue? And that, thread just took off you know it, it just got a, a ton of activity in a short amount of time like i woke up to all these notifications of people <laughs> yeah of people because people that don't like it will report it and so i get a notification for that or if there's 
if there's comments in the thread that are that are uh, that are violating some sort of guideline, people will report though those. And I also have moderation keywords that I have um, that send me notification. So, for instance, like "fuck you" is is a, a moderation keyword. So, if anybody writes that in the group, I will get notified. And I kind of because I'm trying to keep the people like, because people do that they'll talk to each other like that and like no 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 that's not that's not acceptable here so i get notified for that so there's certain political figures that i put in there as well as um as notifications for me um to moderate it's a shame that it's a music website you know it's a group it's 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 a community of musicians and yet people want to use it for platforms for other useless conversation you know well to some people it's not because okay this is a topic that is current no i mean the political part of it i agree with the vaccination thing i mean listen you're going to run into that right you have it's a private establishment they could do whatever they want they wanted you all be vaccinated you got to be vaccinated you know just like a college saying if you want to come here in in the fall you have to be vaccinated you know or we're not letting you in you know if you don't like it then don't go Right. right, but there are people out there that are anti-vaxxers, is what they're it. calling themselves. You need to be adaptable. You got to adapt to the world, you know. So the conversation inevitably goes to politics of so and so did this, and so and so didn't do this, yeah, and yeah. and and people get very heated about it and start talking and start being very disrespectful to each other. And that that's when I need to step in because it's not productive. It's not, it's not accomplishing anything. It's just everybody hearing themselves shout and it's not, it's not cool. It's not the the vibe that I want in the group. It's not the reason I created the group. That conversation can go on and does go on elsewhere. So I took action and the action I took wasn't to delete the whole thing. I turned off the comments. That's it. There's like 287 comments and, two hours or something like that. And like, okay, whatever needs to be said about this, this guy asked a question. Who else has been dealing with this? Lots of people answered that question. Did it need to continue? And my answer was no, it doesn't need to continue because it was Saturday. And now I remember, because I was like, I'm not going to spend my whole Saturday day just moderating this one thread because people are being disrespectful to each other. Well, you know, instead of raising your voice and being disrespectful, people should improve their argument. You know, you can have a conversation without be offending the other person if you have a good point of view and you can get it across in a way that's that's sensible and mature. You know, as soon as you start, you know, mudslinging, it, it, the conversation's over. You know, why even bother at, at that point anymore? Like, because waste, people it's like waste, it's a waste of time. I know people love it, but people have nothing to do. Yeah. But for people who are busy and have things to do, it's a waste of time. Right. So I turned off commenting and then that same person put up the same post again and said, why is CBC censoring blah, blah, blah. And, and then it, the same conversation, conversation ensued and I let it go for a little while. And then again, I turned off commenting and then somebody else put up a post like CBC is censoring. And I, it was a very rude post. And I don't remember exactly how it was worded. Dicks. CBC. I don't remember exactly how it was worded, but it was like, you know, the admin pointing finger at the admin. This is me, um, and saying things that were not 
not even close to accurate. So I just, I commented it and I explained my point of view and my, my job as an admin and why I took that action. And, and that was it. And, but that conversation, that thread went on and on too. Cause now people, some people are defending me and then some people are, are chiming in and, you know, and, and, piggybacking on what this guy is saying. So, so then the same conversation ensues again. And like, uh, it's just, and so people get mad at me, you know, because people are like, this conversation needs to be had. This is important. This is uh, current events, blah, blah, blah. And I get that. Then tell your peers to respectfully engage in a, in a commentary about it. And that's what I said. It's like, it's pretty simple people. I get it. I get that this conversation is is relevant to what's happening now. Absolutely. But when you start saying, when you start insulting people for anything, listen, I gotta everyone's entitled to their own beliefs and and live in their own life, you know. But you got to be, you know, cognizant that you're not offending other people while you're doing it, right? You don't need to convince someone of your opinion. Everyone's going to have their own opinion about things, you know. That's my that's my view on it. If you can't have an, an an intelligent, mature conversation about it without getting all amped up and being you know disrespectful to people, then you shouldn't be having the conversation. You know, like you yelling your opinion at someone is not going to make them understand or you know move to your tr train of thought or your way of thinking. You know, you can express your feelings about how you feel about something, and then try to get some input from other people who may have experienced the same thing. Right. I mean, that's what I would think. But, you know, people just want to resort right away to as soon as you don't agree with what somebody says, you know, they want to start blowing it up. It's it's ridiculous. It really is. You know, life would be so much more uncomplicated and better for people if they would just get out of their own way. Words of wisdom, Tony. Well done. Hey, that's just an outsider looking in because that's why I, I'm not on Facebook, because I don't have time for the nonsense, you know. If I want to talk to somebody, I'll pick up the phone or I'll text you or, you know, I'll email you or I'll connect with you some other way outside of that. But there's just too many people that use that platform for their own self-righteous stupidity. It's the best way I can say it, you know, <laughs> it's the truth. There's a lot of good on it, too, you know, but there's a lot of there's a lot of idiots on Facebook that just, you know, want to be heard. And that's the only way that they feel they can. And then they say hurtful, mean things you know demeaning things because it makes them feel good and that's the the root of the problem really it doesn't really make them feel good though but why do people do it then right there's they think because they think it may it's because they're feeding their ego they're ego driven that's all yeah but there's an underlying problem why you need to speak rudely or poorly to someone and insult them there's some kind of you know there's some kind of self uh esteem issue there or something you know mark is watching from the philippines Mark Angelo Campos. Thank you, Mark. All right, Mark Campos. Greetings. See, they don't have that. They don't have these issues in the Philippines. I don't think. No, uh, listen, the issues are everywhere. I'm sure that they are, you know, and that you just have to, you know, try to separate yourself from people that are not aligned with your, your, your life goals and your vision of, you know, how you want to live, you know, respectfully, you can, you know, say whatever you want, but it doesn't mean I have to agree with it. It doesn't mean I have to respond to it, you know? Agreed. Just like that. Um, and, like you know, that. and and I would agree with that, you know, like it's a lot of stupidity, but I, as a moderator, I feel like, or as the admin, I feel like I cannot go in using words to that effect. I, I have to no, be. No. 
And listen, I'm not saying people are stupid like stupidity. I'm saying that's a valid question. Someone says, hey, you know, we're supposed to play this gig and the bar is making everyone be vaccinated and show proof of vaccination or they won't let you play there. And then right. from there, it's like people can either comment, yeah, I had the same experience or that's not cool or, you know, but as soon as they start saying like, oh, that's, you know, that those people are a-holes or this or that, the other thing, you shouldn't play there anyway. And then, you know, someone starts getting their, their, their backup, right? And then it's like it, there's no one to diffuse it. It's like a match and a piece of paper. Once it starts burning, there's no one there to squelch it. You're the squelcher. You know, you have to be the one to throw the water on it and kind of die it down. Because if you don't, it's going to be a blazing inferno because people are just going to keep throwing stuff on top of the fire. No mm -hmm. one else is coming with any type of water. And that's the problem, I think, with social media and, and you know, a, a lot of the, the people that engage in this activity. There's no one there willing to do the right thing to diffuse the situation and, and try to promote a positive conversation. Everyone wants to jump on the bandwagon and keep, yeah, that guy's a dick. Yeah, you are a dick. You know, here's why you're a dick. And they keep going and going. And it's like, for what? Like, what does that accomplish? It accomplishes nothing. The person right. that you're ranting on, you may push their buttons and you may suck them in. And I think that's part of the game. But, you know, it's like, if you don't have time for that, just move on. Right. I am a squelcher. You are. I like being a squelcher. I like, I'm a fireman. You I am coming in with the big hose. Yeah. And, the fire. and you're and, trying to put the fire out before it gets into a blazing inferno to where you have to turn the comments off because people can't behave themselves, you know? Exactly. So, you know, people that want to keep like, they get mad at that. Mm hmm. Um, and, but, you know, it's something, I, I mean, I don't take it personally when they, because I don't know any of these people. Well, that's just it. There's millions of people out there, Steve. It, someone's bound to be offended and you're not going to find, you know, you're going to find people in the world that just are, are going to always look to argue and, and thrive on drama, whether it feeds their ego or, you know, they have another sense of, of accomplishment by doing that, or it makes them feel like they're important. Or I told, I told him. Yeah, great. You don't even know that guy. Do you think he cares that you told him off? Like, you know, it's not making a difference in his day. I get like probably about once a week, I'll get somebody that is announcing that they're leaving. And sometimes they send I'm out of here, dude. Sometimes they send me messages. And like, I, I mean, I got one Saturday or Sunday, maybe even yesterday. Uh, uh, it's all a blur. But something like, you know, yeah, I'm leaving then, but but this cover band central sucks anyway. Eh. Yeah. You, you guys suck anyway. Oh, I'm out of here. And best, best I've gotten that I've gotten that so many times, that kind of thing. You know, it's just the it's like the guy getting kicked out of the bar for being <laughs> and the yeah. bouncers the bouncers dragging him out and he's just yeah. like trying to lift his middle finger, like, eh, I'm not coming anyway? back here again. This place sucks. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> It's exactly what it's like. It's so funny. Oh, dude. Um, and it, it's funny when people in the group go in and they, they put up a post saying that they're leaving because the everybody <laughs> jumps on it. It's so it that to me is one of the funniest things that happens in the in the cover band central group on Facebook. But everyone starts hammering on that person, right? They're yeah, but like, they're oh, funny. Sorry to see you go. Like, you know, what what happened? Bye, Felicia. <laughs> yeah, right. Everyone's like, adios, dude. See ya. This is in an airport. You don't need to announce your departure. Uh, and then the, the the gifs that come up, people do with the with the gifs of the, they're hilarious. It's it's one of the funniest things that happens in in the group. And I I mean that's horrible to say that because it's you know 
it's somebody leaving and like I might have to join anonymously and then leave and then put up a post and say I'm out of here. This place sucks. Guys are dicks. That's what people say. <laughs> oh, they'll get right on it. I, I'm telling you, man. The and that's I feel like I have this army at my back because as as you know, often as sort of negative things happen, you know, there's 50 times positive. You know, if we're one person that that is unhappy, there's a hundred people that are going to be like. This place is great. What are you talking about? Yeah, well, that's just it. You know, you can focus on the one negative thing or you can focus on the, you know, the 10 good things. It's all a matter of perspective, you know? That's how right. people got to shift, I think, their their paradigm of how they think about things, you know? Right. Let me grasp onto that one negative comment and then make a, you know, a hundred comment thread based on that. Or let me well, grab onto a positive thing and make a hundred comment, you know? It's just like the same thing. If you post a video of a band a tribute band this band's great and they could be killing right and you got a hundred comments saying dude these guys are great someone's always going to say oh dude they're dressed like dicks they suck the sound crappy like you can't hear this <laughs> you know you can't hear the guitar in that one part like dude like come on you know are you going to pick apart the one or two things that you know or are you going to you know look for the positive in it and and enjoy the experience and that's going to carry over into your life dude right if you're a negative yes. finder you have a negative experience you cannot that have negative thoughts and expect to create a positive life. It's not going to happen. Agreed. Agreed. But it is funny. The tribe, the CBC tribe, they come yeah. out, man. The they come out with the, with their pitchforks and their flames. <laughs> as soon as something like that happens. And it's hilarious. You better leave the group, man. You gotta get this pitchfork in your ass. <laughs> I feel like I have this army that defends me because I, they do, they come out, they come. If, if I get a two, attacked in there which does happen people come out and they defend me people that sure, don't even know me the, the naysayers are way outnumbered by the fans you know right and the members that want to be here you know right. are the ones that are going to stand in solidarity and support it right i mean i'm not, such a know? nice i'm such a nice guy why would anybody not like me because you're you're turning comments off steve and i want to rant on someone i don't know i know the nerve of me in a free facebook forum to have standards listen you're in charge of the group dude you don't like it adios brother that's what it, people come in like his group his rules deal with it <laughs> i don't i don't even have to say that other people come in and say that it's just like come on man it's like anything there's but then there's people that don't like rules either steve you know you could have a bunch of them too it's, you it's, can't tell me what to do this is a free country and i'm gonna blah 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 mm-hmm it's the word censor they love to throw that word censor around mm. this is censorship you're all being censored. Yes, you are. Move on, buddy. No, you're not. It's not censorship. It's my, You can't go into a crowded theater and yell fire. I mean, that's not censorship. That's just, you You know, you can't it's do police, it. It's policing etiquette is what it's doing. Yeah. So. Hey. So there. So, so join, there the, the, so, wait, join the cover band central group on Facebook. <laughs> you, your band or both can come on board and join the fun. <laughs> Have a friend that's always negative and wants to troll. Bring him along too. We'll see how long he lasts as a punching bag on cover band central. <laughs> <laughs> punching bag central. Come in I, and come in spar a few rounds with the moderator today. I gotta do it. I gotta use well, the whole like, thing as a commercial for the Coverband Central. Yeah, group. for sure. Oh, definitely, dude. Without a doubt. Come on and join Coverband Central <laughs> on Facebook, the group where it's there's never a dull moment. 
Never a dull moment. Are you pissed off looking for somebody to yell at? Come join Government <laughs> Central and join into the comment stream. See how long you can last in the comment pool before you're censored. <laughs> I love it. Kelly, so can we all just go along? Yeah, tell me about it, Kelly. Kelly I looks like Eric Hoffman. You know, it's crazy. These people are just out of, out of their minds, dude. Out of their minds, for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, and I would think it would be funny and comical to see the comments. But like you said, when you're running a business and have a group with this many people in it, you know, hundreds of thousands of people in it, there's bound to be some sort of, you know, and- discord that has to be deal with, dealt with that you can't be like, you know, just enjoying it all day long. Like, look at this guy, man. Get a load of this guy. I, If I'm awake, I always have my phone nearby to, you know, to do whatever I need to do during the day. <laughs> And cover Van Central, I use my phone a lot. So if I get a notification or a comment or somebody tags me, that happens a lot. Steve Witchell, get a load of this. You know, so <laughs> I think that happens. So ding, my, ding, my, ding, my ding. bing, bing, buzz, buzz, uh-huh. buzz, you know, and like Saturday afternoon for me, especially when I'm playing on the weekend, I just played last night, Friday night. I just, I'm, t- I'm a little tired. I get up early, pretty early Saturday. I have this other thing I do Saturday morning, this other uh, Zoom thing that I do on Saturday mornings. And then for the day, I just want to kind of relax, watch a little TV, and then get ready for Saturday night, which is a big night yeah, big gig in night. New Orleans. Yep. Yep. I don't need my phone going every two minutes on Saturday afternoon. And then looking at it and saying, well, Steve Witchell doesn't know what the hell he's doing. Hey, like, so if, if you don't police yeah. that and you don't turn the comments off and it just keeps oh, it's anarchy. On you notifying and notifying and notifying, it'll just keep going? It's anarchy. Actually, I have moderators that will handle things. So say, there's no one Steven's else one of them. It. Steven's one of them. I have like six other moderators that will eventually if it gets out of control, they'll they'll do something about it. They'll, but uh, but if lo- no, but if nobody squelched it, I'm saying, would you get a notification from Facebook itself saying, "Hey, your, your group is mega out of control right now. You need to <laughs> get, get get on like, releasing that." They're like, "Steve, Steve, it's 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 Facebook. Where 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 are you?" Right. That's what no. I'm saying. They don't ping you like that either. It'll, it'll just escalate until it, like you said, it either blows up, implodes, or burns itself out. If you did no. nothing, it would just keep going. Yes, but yes, but what they do do is uh, they have a community standards thing, and they have uh, some sort of indication when somebody says certain things that they notice it, and they'll remove content. And I get those notifications, and I got a bunch of those too. Facebook removed this comment from Joe Smith uh, based on community standards, and then I'll click on it, and they'll say something. It'll be like something like, "Your mother is a whore." You know, that will be the comment. And if you say that on Facebook, Facebook is going to notice. What could you be in a conversation with someone in the group about that? You would be so upset that you have to call someone's mother a whore. Like, I just don't understand what what it gets to that point. Did the guy come, you know, to your house and punch you in the face? Did he, you know, try to run your kid over with a car? Like, I don't get it. Like uh, it's just bad, you know. It's, it's it's conversation, and people take it to the next level where it's like, you know, it's just people so people behind the keyboard are going to say things that they wouldn't say to your face, and that's just the truth. Yeah, of course. Uh, 
But that's okay. the problem, I think. You know, that's the problem, Steve, right there. Right. You know, all right. It's easy, it's easy to sit there and, and and you know and bash everybody and, and do nothing. You know. Agreed. All right. So, I'm sorry, I'm vaping on camera, but screw it. Um, I got to get to the topic that I, I put in the subject because people are commenting yes, on yes, it. Yes. Uh, which is about using iPads or tablets on stage because I got this gift for Tracy and, and I got one for myself. And I think we talked about it a little bit last week um, yes. about using it and, and, and it's, or I already see the benefit of it for me personally. Um, I was asked to sing comfortably numb this weekend and I pretty much know comfortably numb. Like I could probably get through the through that whole song, knowing the right words. But sometimes I confuse the 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 bridges. Sometimes I put the the second bridge first, mm -hmm. and then then it throws me off. So I was like, I'm going to bring up the lyrics for it. We got a tip for it. You have to, Steve, because you know what happens if you sing the wrong bridge. Someone's going to be like, "You're a dick. You don't know the song. <laughs> get off the stage. You shouldn't have any group. You're not you're not a musician." Right. So thanks. I brought up the, the words for it and and it went over well. And uh so Tracy was over the freaking moon that I that I got her this tablet. She was so happy about it. Um she had I've been working with her, Tracy is our singer. I've been working with her for five plus years. Um and she used to have a tablet and it broke. It either like fell or it was dropped in a bathtub or I don't know something, but it broke and she never replaced it. And there's, it happens often at the gig where people come up and they request a song and they put money in the tip jar for us to play a song. And if somebody in the band knows it, usually more than one person in the band knows it, but at least if somebody knows it, who has, uh, who plays a chordal instrument or, you know, a guitar, a keyboard, bass, um, then you can generally do it, you know, as long as everybody has is familiar with it. But you need to know the words. You need to know the right words. So Tracy will look look it up. And that's a necessary part. That's a tool for the job. And Yeah, because I don't think she's, you know, it's not every song where she's got it up like this and she's reading every lyric of every song on it. It's exactly. there, you know, as a, as a safety net for when, you need it. Like I said, someone just can't put a hundred dollars in a tip jar and wants to hear XYZ song and you don't know it, but three other people in the band do. Right. You know, that's not a crutch. That's an, like you said, that's a, that's a tool. That's something that you want to have, you know, available to you because otherwise that guy's going to take his hundred bucks back. Right. And I'm going to show the counterpoint. <laughs> wow. It's so funny that it covers our faces, but this guy's like, he thinks it's an automatic turnoff, inspires no confidence whatsoever, and turns out nine times ten to be crap a song playing rock, reggae, blues, or whatever with a music stand, and either the notes, words, or both of sh on sheets of paper or a book. Okay. And it was so long that I can't even get to the end of that comment. Hey, but that's that's Adrian's perspective on it. That's his opinion about it. He's entitled to that. Mm -hmm. right. Uh. Len says, if you have to regularly learn music for someone's wedding, get a tablet. It's a big day in their life, and the last thing they need is band problems. 
Right. And that's Len's opinion on, on it. You know, so it's just, gonna, it's a everyone, tool. And everyone's going to have a different opinion about it. Just respect someone else's opinion. If you don't like it and I do, then it is. And Joe Shipman, no, it's a crutch. Okay. So that's Joe's feeling about it. You know, it's interesting to see, like you said, if you, you know, ask a hundred people, you're going to get, you know, mixed reviews back and forth with, with what people think are valid reasons why, you know, they're, you know, they're right and you're wrong. There is no right or wrong. No. Right. It, it, it's life is going to go on people. You know, if you don't like using a tablet then don't use one, it's nothing more than a tool. Just like, like a tuner is a tool, you know, like, uh, why can't you tune by ear? Well, I can tune by ear, but I'd rather be right in exactly in tune. So I'm going to use a tuner. Dude. Like we said in the past, there's teleprompters at every major national act that you go and see. Right. You know, the lyrics are there, whether they're looking down and you're reading them all the time or not is not really you're not gonna be able to tell because it's so well hidden amongst the stage you know it's right. not on a stand it's in a monitor on the floor it's a wedge it's it's you know it's a superimposed you know like a hologram like you have on your windshield you know they have all kinds of different ways that you can put the lyrics up now and you know people don't realize that but it's it's there at every performance on every artist there's not no one that does not do that right yeah, and Stephen is still here, uh, our moderator. He says he uses a tablet on stage to glance at for lyrics. Sure, he has nearly hundred songs he sings, but not regularly. So you have to, if you haven't sung it over a year, might need to glance. And that's it. It's glancing. Like I don't sit when I use the tablet. I don't sit there and like, you know, I'm performing. I'm I'm looking at the stage and I glance at it. Glance. I can I can pick up a whole verse. Like generally, I'll know. I'll probably know what the the words are, but if I just I'm, I want to be sure. Okay, is it starting with that? Okay, yeah. And then I I don't have to look at it again. And I got the uh, a great app that you, uses it like a teleprompter, so the lyrics scroll slowly. You can you can adjust the speed sure. of how fast it's going to scroll, and it's fantastic. It's fun. I love it. I love having that. Uh, it 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 widens the the spectrum of music that we can play. And it's just a tool. It is nothing more than that. Um, and but yeah, I mean, there's this too. Like John said, I would rather see a tablet than a huge notebook. There are, yes, there are teleprompters. Prompters. He always looks for them. <laughs> and it's it is the presentation of it is in it is a thing. And I get that. So you have to make it somewhat inconspicuous. Like Tracy has a, a really good clip on her mic. It's a little like swirly thing. It's almost artistic. Uh, so it adds to the visual and it just has her, her thing on there. And, and she doesn't, she performs. Tracy's very good at, at connecting with the crowd at, at looking people in the eye. And she, she, she doesn't stare at her tablet. So for her. Yeah. Well, that's the difference. I think everyone's opinion is valid. And I think it could be a crutch for sure if someone's like this every song and they're not really singing with any passion because they're reading all the words and they're afraid to look away because they might not remember where they were when they're, you know, that's a different story than like you said, oh man, you know, try karaoke. Yeah. So now Adrian's being like negative about it. He's saying, well, you know, oh, if you're going to, if you're going to sing and read the lyrics, we'll try karaoke instead of playing in a band. He, he's not understanding the broad spectrum of this. Sometimes you're in a situation where you're get you, you have to play a song that you haven't played before on stage, but you have to play it. 
because somebody just gave you $100, you're banned $100 to play it. So you need that tool in order to get that job done. It is a, a tool to get a job done. It's not about playing karaoke, so shut up. Well, it depends on your situation too. <laughs> you know, I, I think that if you know, you're know you in a band that has a thousand songs in their repertoire, you're not gonna remember every single song to every lyric, you know, like take a guy like John Monica, you know, he's a one man band. He's got thousands of songs, you know? He'll be the first one to tell you that he'll have a tablet because- Oh yeah, he has a whole freaking notebook, dude. He doesn't even- uh, Correct, correct. Because people come up and say, hey, can you play blah, blah, blah and put money in his jar? And he may not know the song off the top of his head and he's got to bring it up real quick. And kudos to him for being able to then on the spot, pull it off, you know? Because he's not bringing up sheet music and all kinds of tab and, you know, playing the song like that. He's playing it with great uh, enthusiasm and, and, and passion, you know? Right. Like you said, right. it's a good tool to have. Again, if you're in a cover band that plays the same 20 songs at the same places, you know, week after week, you probably don't need a tablet, you know? But if you're a wedding band or you're in a band yeah. like in your situation where, you know, there's a broad spectrum of songs that you don't want to turn someone away and say, no, sorry, we don't know that song. You know, the guy's going to, you know, he's going to be disappointed. So yeah. even having the tablet for that one guy, you know, who's going to tip you, even if it's 10 bucks, you just made his experience that much better. You know, yeah. that's what it's really about. It's not about you know how great I am and how you know confident I am and what kind of memory I have. You know, right. and I think people that sing karaoke are people that really wish they could be in a band, you know, but just can't, you know, or don't have that opportunity or don't have the talent, but they get up and have a good time. Right. And you know, the first thing I'll tell you is music's about having a good time. Right. You know, you do what's right for you. You use the tool that you need. Exactly. Um, and uh, you don't, John- like it, don't use it, like you said. John said uh, he wants to use his eight inch or 10 inch tablet, but he doesn't know what app to use. I'm using a seven inch tablet. So it's a small, it's very inconspicuous, but I'm using a thing called Songbook Pro and it's, it's great. I know there's a lot of uh, good apps out there, but Songbook Pro. I have a six. And I'm not, this is not, this is not a paid endorsement. Steve. Sorry. I have a 65 inch Vizio television that I bring to my gigs. Put it off to the side. <laughs> it's very inconspicuous. I put some garland on it and put like a sheet in front of it. No one really knows, you know? Yeah, and Steven said this. Right, Steven said this. I've heard numerous singers sing incorrect lyrics on the second verse first. It's not cool to sing the wrong lyrics if everyone in the club is singing with you. Yeah, I've heard singers screw up lyrics all the time. So, and I've I've been one of them singing a song and screwing up the lyrics. But most songs that I sing, I know. I know the lyrics cold, and I don't have to read them. But for requests or for a song that I haven't sung in in years. I'm going to bring up that I'm going to use that tool. I'm going to do it because that's what needs to be done to get the job done. I'm screwing the rest of my band. If I don't do that, because somebody wants to tip us a lot of money and somebody needs to sing it. Like that was the case with Pink Floyd. Everybody looked at me. Nobody wanted to sing it. And they're they're like, Steve, you're going to sing it. I'm like, all right, I'll sing it. And I have sung that song before on stage, but it's been a long time. Sure. And I definitely wanted to make sure I got those words right. Cause it's, and that arrangement, right. Cause it's, you know, it's an iconic song. So, you know, the great part, Steve, is that if you don't like the tablet or you're really against it, then don't use it. Right. <laughs> it's very simple. Right. And don't bash the people that are using it, you know, cause you know how it is typically too, you know, a, a, a real professional band, you, you always see people with tablets just for that reason. You know? Orchestras use sheet music. Yeah. You don't go to a fucking violin player and say, hey, why didn't you memorize Beethoven's fifth? Dude, you've been in the Philharmonic for like 10 years. Why you got to use that? You don't know <laughs> the songs by now? 
It's just different environment, dude. Everyone plays at different levels. Everyone has a different, you know, level of success that they're at, a, a level of talent that they're able to play at. Some people, you know, re may re rely on that, you know. But, you know, listen, kudos to the band that is doesn't have the confidence and is trying their best to, to, to make it happen, right, as opposed to the guy who's on the couch, you know, giving the banter and the negative comments, right? You know, when, when you're doing something like they're doing, then, you know, you, you can appreciate it more, you know, maybe it comes easy to you. Maybe, maybe you remember a hundred songs, no problem. Maybe you have a photograph, maybe you can make 500 songs. I never need to look at a tablet. I can remember every song and I know so much music that, okay, that's great. You know, then you obviously don't need a tablet, but that guy over there, who's not as accomplished as you or doesn't have that talent or that skill of memorization or wasn't given that gift. He needs that to, to perform at his best. And if that's what, like you said, if that's the tool that he needs, you know, if you're a carpenter, are you going to use a hammer that, that you, you know, that you like? And then another guy says, well, I don't, I don't use that hammer. I use my fist. Okay. Well, that's good for you. You know, I mean, but this guy needs a hammer. Ouch. You know? Right. But maybe it's different, you know? So everyone needs to use whatever tool they need to work and perform at their best. And these clowns that, that, that are against it are, are trying to use a sponge to nail in a hammer. Yeah, you know, it just doesn't, you know, depends, you know. If you had the sponge soaked uh, in water and it was in a freezer for a while and it was rock hard, you could probably use it for a little bit till it started thawing out. See, that I like that's what I like about you. You're very innovative. You you took hey. the whole sponge idea and just said, How can I make the sponge work? You and have you to just knew you. right there. Freeze it, get it wet, freeze that's it. it. That's and it. it's now it's a brick. Yep. Now it's a hammer. And you can use it. I mean, you had to wait a little while for it to get frozen, you know. Well, that's but. okay. You got plenty of time if, if you can't find a hammer. <laughs> and all you have on. is a sponge. If you're building the house and all you got is a sponge and a freezer, <laughs> it'll take you a while, but you can get the job done. Get the job done. It might take you, you years, know. you know, it but Rome be. wasn't built in a day. So this is true. That's all I'm saying. Um, but, you know, it's, it just comes down to that. It's like enjoy making music and don't knock other people for the way that they go about doing it. Yeah, and, and and I think that people need to be conscientious of how they present it on stage. And I have seen that too. I've seen where, all right, somebody's using a tablet and they're they're just not locating it in the right place where visually from the audience perspective, it looks pleasing. Right. So like for me, I put it down, like I'm on this sort of uh, riser on the stage. So I put it on the, the next level down. I, I have a clip to a mic stand not the mic stand I'm using for my mic, but a separate mic stand. Right. And I put it down below me and, and, you know, lower it. So it's nowhere near my face, you know, and, and a lot of people in the club based on where they're standing, wouldn't even be able to see it at all. You know, sure. they'll see me, but they won't see that. So, and I just, you know, I'm playing bass anyway. So I'm kind of looking down at my hands. So I'm just going to look down at the top there, you know, look down, look back up. It's, it's, Listen, it's the debate that. will forever rage on. You know, it's you're not going to have. There's, there's no answer to it. So, it's which just, is good. Do do what you like to do. It keeps Cover Band Central very active. Things like this it keeps your notifications coming strong, brother. No doubt. All day, every day. You have a moderation alert, Steve. Hey, it's yeah. Facebook, Steve. You have a moderation alert. Someone's talking about tablets again. You got to get in there. If it's not tablets, it's it's. Uh, monitors and in-ears monitors versus in-ears although that doesn't get heated that conversation the cargo shorts conversation gets very heated 
<laughs> it really does. Why would someone care so much about what you wear and what you look like on stage when they're not even in your band? Because you're hurting the whole industry by looking ridiculous. Yeah. I don't know. Guess what, people? The, <laughs> the guys that are hardcore cargo short wearers don't give a shit about anything that you're saying. They and they're keep on wearing cargo shorts and they really don't care. So they, you're wasting your don't. breath, you know? Desa said, I hope I don't get ripped for looking at my hands. I don't. I, I end up, I barely look at my hands. Desa. Well, again, Steve, if you're like this the whole time you're playing, you know, and <laughs> right, you're right. on the right fret, that might be a little, you know, it'd be like yeah. looking at a tablet like this, you know? So, yeah. Fun. Yeah. I, I, I glance at my hands <laughs> once in a while, just like the tablet. I'll have to glance at my hand. Like, where's, is my hand in the right place? Oh, yeah, that is. It sounds like it's in the right place. Okay. To constantly look and make sure I'm holding the stick correctly. <laughs> make sure I could, <laughs> right? You know. Oh wait, where? What bar? Where? Wait, a guitar solo. Sorry, I missed that. I was too pay, pay attention to looking at my hands. Do you look at your feet to make sure they're on the pedal, on the pedals? Yeah, make sure they're on the pedals that my shoelace is not caught in the beater and I can't get stuck. You know. Right. That was always the drummer's joke. Like, and I, it, it, drummers out there could appreciate this. When uh, when I was a kid and used to play like the Christmas concert at school. And you'd have to wear like dress pants and dress, you know, like a suit or something like that. Inevitably, you know, you uh, when you're young, you forget to take your your bass drum pant leg and tuck it in your sock or, you know, roll it up because it's the big cuff at the bottom. Sometimes, you know, when you're in eighth grade, you're a kid. The pants aren't like, you know, having custom tailored clothes. You know what I mean? So you sit down. I can remember, you know, playing and, and the beater getting caught in the pant leg of you know right. uh, on the downstroke like you you know you bring your foot down and the beater just happens to catch and it's like and you gotta quickly like <laughs> pull your pant leg up and you're like oh man what's going on everyone's looking at you like what's do you okay back there <laughs> i've seen that picture before yeah uh, of that that happening believe me it only happens once and then you, you figure it out pretty quick after that it's, you know what you do you, you know, wear cargo shorts you wear cargo shorts this kind of stuff doesn't happen it's like when you forget to bring a drum rug and you have to tie something to your from your seat to the pedals to keep the bass drum from walking away you know that only happens once and then you don't forget your rug again and you always keep a spare you know little piece of rope or something in the event that you need it right you know right but uh yeah so yeah the cargo shorts debate comes up every once in a while uh, it's it's cyclical in Cover Band Central. The, these these topics, the iPad, the backing tracks. Yeah. Oh yeah. And the cargo shorts probably isn't cargo a big conversation, conversation in the winter. It's probably more now. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's about cargo short season right now in CBC. Well, that's a good question for CBC. If you're if you're playing an outdoor gig and it's going to be ninety degrees out. Are you wearing like your same band attire that you would wear inside if you were playing like a private party or a show? You know, it depends on, I would say, the gig. Like if you're playing an outdoor mm. private party, you're not going to roll up in cargo shorts and a T-shirt, especially if you're getting paid a lot of money and the guests are going to be dressed. You know, now if you're playing a backyard pool party, which we've done too, the host may say, yeah, do bring your bathing suit, wear your bathing suit because, you know, I want you guys to swim on your break and you can hang out and you can have drinks and it's, it's real cash. You know, we're just hanging by the pool. Other people right. like, no, we're having 200 people. It's catered. You know, it's in my backyard. They have servers. You know, it's more business casual, you know, or a country club chic, you would call it. Country you know, but if you're chic. playing a bar, you know, outdoors, like the same thing, like we're playing this tin barn brewery. There'll be hundreds of people there in shorts because it's going to be 85 degrees. 
Right. Should the band be dressed in like collar shirt, you know, gig shirt, jeans, you know, or, you know, mm. or should you be wearing like sandals with no socks and cargo shorts and tank top? Uh, yeah, see, I think that's where it would come up saying like, you're the band. You got to differentiate yourself from the crowd. You need to dress like a band. Yeah. Even if it's a thousand degrees out, you're going to melt. You still got to look good. You got to look good, but I mean, you're not wearing a three piece suit either. I mean, you, you know, wear something that's comfortable, obviously. Got to be mean, presentable. Yeah. I mean, I did it. I played every summer, uh, every Sunday during the summer at the, the, the seashell in, in LBI. Yeah. Uh, for a couple of years. And it was a three to seven gig as opposed to your two to five. See, but gig. drummers don't get heat for that, Steve. Like, and, you know, I but I would wear shorts at that because it was it was summer 90 degrees 95 degrees and everybody else is in bathing suits so yeah i'm wearing a tank top and and cargo shorts and flip-flops and so look at like say foo fighters or blink right those guys in front singer guitar player bass player they're all dressed in normal clothes drummer has shorts no shirt maybe shoes maybe not yeah drummers can get away with it right you know because you're you're drumming and you're behind the drums, so you're not seeing my legs. I'm not in the forefront. You know what I mean? You're only seeing me from the the, the chest up, basically. Right. And so, people understand because you're drumming, it's more physical. You need to not be un be unencumbered. Yes. By by clothing. Correct. But I think the argument is also that you're not out front and center. You know what I mean? The lead right. singer is dressed the way a drummer is, he might get some pushback on that. And, and the issue isn't so much when you go to see a band. The issue is videos. When people post videos of their band yeah. and you see people in the band that are, are wearing shorts and sandals, it looks terrible. So no matter what gig you were playing, that's that's the argument, is that it looks terrible on video, basically. Nobody really says that, but that's really the issue. Is, so here's our cover of uh, you know Freedom by George Michael and and they play it and you see somebody on stage that's dressed like that. It doesn't matter what time of day it was. It doesn't matter how hot it was to the viewer of the video. It doesn't matter where it was. It, you're just seeing yeah. the band on the stage. So and that's and that's like you said, that's the representation of the band that you're putting forward. So for someone to get like mad about that, it's not hurting the industry. It's not making your band any worse off if you're not wearing cargo shorts like that you know it's just embarrassing for that band to post that because it's you know and again that band could say you know what we really don't you know we really don't care you need that mute button dude you know now i hit it but the band right. that is wearing the cargo shorts if they don't care about how their video looks then why should you be so critical about it you know, because unless you're an people, agent and you're looking to book them then you may say hey dude you know i would like to book you but you can't dress like that but if you're just another band saying, oh, dude, you guys look like dicks because you're wearing cargo shorts, you know, because a lot of sense. we live in an editorial society where people need to make their opinion known. That's why they feel it's and, important. And, and that's fine, but they should make their opinion known without any expectation of affirmation or anyone else validating it. Right. You can make your opinion and it can be whatever it is. No, they need it to be validated. I, I know. And if it's not validated, they get very upset about it. That's the problem. So this guy is still not getting it. So decide either to be a musician or entertainer. If you're a musician, learn the song properly. If you're an entertainer, then use a crutch. You're not seeing the, the, the spectrum here, Adrian. 
Well, it's also entertainer and musician is a very broad, you know, comparison because the guy who you call an entertainer who's using it at the wedding is making a lot more money than the the artist or the musician that's playing the corner. I, I mean, I, no, his argument is that people are being lazy and they're not learning the song. They're just using a crutch. And I get that. And in some cases, he's absolutely probably right. There's some people that are just too lazy to learn the lyrics and they're going to bring their crutch with them. And that's true. And I can see why that gets people upset. But that is not always the case. That's not always the reason people are using a tablet. So to have a blanket statement like that is where things get crazy. Right. So, and the crazy again, part is that people will engage in that and keep feeding into it. It's like, hey, if that's your feeling about it, Adrian. And that's your you're entitled to your opinion, man. That's great. Right. Um, okay. Don't necessarily have to agree with it or try to convince anybody of it, but that's your stance on it. Duly noted. All right. Anybody wants to complain? <laughs> yeah. Coverband Central, Steve at coverbandcentral.com. You can send me an email and tell me what a dick I am or whatever. Um, <laughs> but coverbandcentral.com is the website for musicians around the globe. Join it for free for you, your band, or both. And even if you're just in the industry, you could go ahead and join that. And uh, good heated, uh, or heated, not heated between me and you, but good hot button conversations uh, today yeah. about this stuff. And uh, it's always happening. That's what keeps this uh, community alive and vibrant. It's one of the things anyway. It's the world uh, we live in, Steve. You just have to learn how to navigate it. You just navigate. All right. Thank you guys for watching. Anybody who was watching and listening on itunes or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast uh join us next week follow us wherever you're watching or listening uh subscribe on youtube we're on youtube all these uh the ones we've been doing this year are archived there on youtube and we will see you next week thanks for watching yeah It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.